Welcome, everyone, to the How to Get the Most Out of College podcast. There's a lot of talk about where to go to college, but not nearly enough about how to go to college. And it's the everyday decisions that drive your success. I'm your host, Elliot Felix. I've been a consultant to more than 100 colleges and universities, helping them improve their student experience. And I'm the author of How to Get the Most Out of College, where I take what I've learned about how college works and make it work for you. Choosing a college or university that offers value is such a complex and important question because it's not just the cost, it's also what you get out of it and how they compare. There are so many ways to look at this question of value. You know, you can think about the goals that you have, the skills you want to build, the community you want to be a part of, the career path you want to uncover, and you can compare that to what you pay to get that value. And so I'm so excited today to have Mark Salisbury, the founder of Tuition Fit, to talk to us today about value because it is such a complex equation and knowing what you're going to have to pay is maybe more complicated than it's ever been with the stakes higher than, than it's ever been. So today's going to be a great conversation. Welcome, Mark. Hey, thanks for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm one of those folks who spent a whole career in, in higher education, 25 years working in colleges and universities and athletics and admissions and ended up doing a PhD in higher ed. So got my, my nerd credentials. The last eight years in higher ed, I did this really nerdy job called Director of Institutional Research and Assessment. And essentially it's everything, every data point that anyone ever could possibly think about wanting to know about a college or university, I would collect it, report it to the federal government and anybody else who wants to know. So as a function of all that, I have done an awful lot about how college works, how students make it work, how colleges design an experience to be really impactful or not that great and everything in between. So you're a higher ed data person. How did you end up landing on the cost part of the higher ed data world? You know, it's a funny thing. So many times in, in higher education, but I don't think it's totally unique to higher ed. I think it's true in a lot of places. If you really want to get better as an organization using data, you start to think about, well, what do we really need to know? And from the perspective of the people in the organization or the consumers who are using the product that organization makes, a lot of times the data point you need is a data point you don't have. And that became really obvious in higher ed over the last couple of decades. Because one of the things that drives people bananas is just tell me what my price is going to be at your school. Cause I don't want to look at your school if it's going to be way more expensive than I can afford. And it's a marketplace, right? Colleges love the idea of sort of holding back that number as long as they possibly can until you're completely in love with them and nobody else. And then they would, and it's not that bad people. It's just, if you run a marketplace and you sell a product, that's what you would do, right? Consumer wants to know way at the beginning because they want value. And so this is an issue that became incredibly frustrating for the public over several decades. What really tipped me on, just kind of got me over the edge to do the tuition fit project was the number of small colleges around the Midwest in particular that were being strangled by the lack of this information, that they don't publish their actual prices. They have their sticker price that nobody pays. So for the moon scares everybody off the average price that also nobody pays because everybody's paying something either north or south of that. And they weren't able to attract the students that they want to attract that are perfect for them. And, you know, it's like, two needles and two different haystacks and you can't find each other. 
And so it just seemed like if higher ed's going to find a way back to thriving, and I mean a diverse higher education landscape, find its way back to thriving. One of the things we just need is basic sense of what's the price that people pay for college across all the different prices that students get asked to pay and colleges ask students to pay and to make that public. So while you're advocating for greater price transparency and making it easier to find two needles and two haystacks, what can students and families do to understand the cost of college so that they can make better decisions about value? Well, that was really the goal of building Tuition Fit was to make it possible for people to get that information easily and essentially encourage families, one, just be open about saying, what's your price range? What's a reasonable price range for us as a family? Both in terms of what do we have to spend? What could we pull together to spend by working in the summer or whatever as a student? Maybe you need based aid that's available at the state or federal level. You just have a sense of what's a reasonable price range. And some of that might have to do with, I want to be a teacher. And so I'm not going to get paid a lot right on the gate. So I probably don't want to be in a position where I have to owe so much money that I can't afford to be a teacher. So just have an honest conversation about that. That then means things like knowing what the results of your FAFSA are going to be, right? You have to fill out the FAFSA to qualify for aid and schools use that as a metric to sort of guess how affluent you are or not. And a lot of people don't even bother to touch that until they get to that form, follow their senior year. But that's one of the metrics that colleges use to determine your price. So you should probably know that because that's how colleges are going to judge you, right? So have that conversation, do an EFC estimator long before you get to the senior year of the college planning process. And then you can come to Tuition Fit for free and figure out which schools would be in whatever price range you pick based on the kind of student you are. You know, it's a pretty simple way to just sort of crowdsource a solution. And I'm not doing anything genius here. We do this with Glassdoor and Payscale and Edmonds did it in the car industry. Like it's been done in every other industry except for college prices till now. So you, you start off, you do your FAFSA, you get your expected family contribution, your EFC, and you use that to prompt a conversation about what kind of price range are we looking at? And then you use, you know, a variety of different tools, one of which is tuition fit to understand what your options might be. But in addition to that, I really love the network effect, the pay it forward effect, because as I understand it, you know, as people contribute their data, right, the database is building and it benefits the next person like a pay scale or a glass door or whatever. Do I have that right? Yeah, this whole thing's based on crowdsourcing the solution because there has been no other data set that does this until we built Tuition Fit, and there still isn't one that does it in a way that we do so that it's verified, verifiable information and that everybody's individual information and personal information is anonymized. So everybody's personal PII, they call it, personally identifiable information is protected. So people upload award letters, we redact everything and interpret them for them. And when you do that as a free exchange, you upload your award letter. Now you get to see all the other prices that students like you have received from whatever schools you applied to. And now one, you actually know what your price is going to be because the award letters are famous for being hard to understand. Two, you actually know how that compares to what other people are getting offered. And oftentimes you're going to be surprised 
that not all prices are even close. And now you have some leverage as a consumer and you can take that back to the school you're talking to or look to a different school and have some power to negotiate and appeal and drive what your final price is to something that is what you really need your price to be. At the same time we're doing that, the students that are a year earlier that are just starting their search, they come to tuition fit benefiting from that same data set and are building a college list that fits their price range. So they can just begin the search process and know that, hey, here's a bunch of schools that I've decided to look more closely at. I know that every single one of those schools is going to fit my price range. Seems like a fairly reasonable thing to do. It does. What makes this unreasonable? What are the factors that make this such a murky picture that you're trying to clarify? What complicates this well, understanding of price and value? Yeah, it's four decades in the making, right? College prices used to be a lot lower, but the sticker price is also what most people paid. And so you could use the sticker price to figure out is that a school that's going to fit my price range or not? Private colleges were always more expensive than public colleges, and it was a pretty straightforward thing. Over 40 years, that's really changed so that not just private institutions, but public institutions, especially their out-of-state fees, started to treat pricing all the same in what they call a high-price, high-discount model. And the idea was well, let's set a really high price and then be super generous with aid because we think that the price, the sticker price is going to attract a bunch of people. People are going to think, oh man, that's really expensive school. It must be really good. And it turns out, one, that we now know that price doesn't reflect quality at all. And then we also know that that notion that people equate price with quality only works for certain kinds of people at certain times. There is a point at which everybody scoffs at a really high sticker price. When the sticker price gets way too high, like if college is a million dollars, nobody's going to say, oh, it must be really good. They're going to just laugh. I don't care who you are. A million dollars a year to go to college is just ridiculous. And depending on where you are in the socioeconomic spectrum, you're sensitive to price. $1,000 more might be like, no, forget it, period. I'm not looking there. And what happened over 40 years is the proportion of people who were potentially swayed by that high price equals quality hope, that proportion got really small and it got small because colleges, once they started increasing their prices, you can't really walk it back. You can't be like the next year, oh, remember that $70,000 a year? Just kidding. Really, it's only 30. That would be a PR train wreck, you can imagine, right? You can't do the FAFSA until you're a senior in high school. You want to know what that result's going to be long before then, because you're already building a college list before the fall of your senior year. Fall of your senior year is when you're starting to fill out applications, right? So you're starting to build that list probably six months to a year ahead of time. So what you really have to do is you have to go online and find what's called an EFC calculator. And there's hundreds of them out mm -hmm. there. Some of them are super complicated. Some of them are super easy. doesn't matter. You just need a ballpark. So use an EFC calculator to get an estimate of what that number is going to be so that you know that long before you get to the FAFSA completion time. Because at that point, for most people, they've already narrowed their list down to, let's say, 10 schools they're going to apply to. And at that point, that means you've eliminated the vast majority of schools without knowing how they're going to perceive you and therefore how they might assess a price for you. And over and over, what happens is 
because people have eliminated their lists and narrowed their lists so early, then they send applications. It comes to March and they get their decisions. They've gotten into four schools and three of them are completely out of bounds price-wise. And one of them is a crazy stretch that they could only make work with a whole bunch of plus loans and some private loans on top of it. And in that situation, they make decisions that they would never have made a year prior. Right. They're under duress and deadline, and they don't think they have a choice. And so they borrow way more than they should. And that results in nothing good. So you figure out your price range. You understand that sticker price no longer correlates with actual price. So you don't get dissuaded by that or you don't get confused by that. And then you remember that price doesn't correlate necessarily with quality. And then you can make better decisions. I think those are three great pieces of advice. I'd love to hear maybe a couple of stories about how, you know, when people follow these steps or they take this advice, you know, what does it help them do? Maybe people who have used the platform or folks you've talked to. Well, it's it's really amazing what happens when people have used the tuition fit platform and this light bulbs go on. Because very often what people do when they build their college list at first, the very first thing they do is just start listing off schools that they've heard of or schools that they think would be cool to go to and don't know what they don't know. People don't know the number of schools, universities and colleges around the country. They just don't know a law. And why would you, right? Like that's something that a higher ed nerd would know like me and nobody else, right? So flipping this process around to start with What's a price range that works for us as a family? And there's lots of ways to dive into what calculus you might use to figure that out. But whatever you come to, if you know that the schools you're looking for all fit your price range, what you start to do is you really start to empower your family and empower your student so that as you go through the college search process, there's far less tension within the family about the money thing that nobody seems to want to bring up. Because typically what happens is the kid falls in love with schools that are going to be more expensive, doesn't know that. Mom and dad figure it out at some point, and then they're sort of subtly or not so subtly trying to suggest a different school than the kid that's already fallen in love with. And the parents told the kid to go fall in love with someplace. So now the kid's like, wait a minute, you told me what way, what? Creates all kinds of tension in the family, right? And that tension has tremendous collateral damage. There's all kinds of things that we know now about mental health in the college search process as a function of that kind of stress. So the name of the game is really to have that conversation up front because then your search process is you're choosing among viable options as opposed right. to comparing viable and non-viable options, which create tension, stress, wasted time and effort. Exactly. Uh, I love this. I really appreciate what you're doing, creating college price transparency and creating a network effect where each family can help the next by uploading their award letter and learning more in the process and getting some interpretation of their letter as they go and doing all this in service of understanding the cost so you can have a better understanding of the value. So thanks, Mark, for what you're doing and how you're doing it. And, and I hope folks check out tuition fit so they can make better decisions about how to get the most out of college. Thanks. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks everyone for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts and check out elliotfelix.com for all the episodes 
and the articles I've written, talks I've given, and more information about the book. Mm -hmm.